Hello, and welcome to the Pathmic Psychiatry for Primary Care podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Whitney Landa. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a guest podcast from Ori Benhamu, a fabulous psychiatrist in our Camino division and our addiction medicine specialist centered on naltrexone. Hello, everybody. My name is Ori Benhamu, and I am a psychiatrist here at PAMF. And I am board certified in psychiatry as well as in addiction medicine. Now, a question I get asked a lot via the staff messages and also from patients is, what can I do about alcohol use disorder? How do I start to deal with this? And what kinds of pharmacotherapy are involved? Oftentimes the name naltrexone gets invoked, but most people don't know very much about the medication or how it is used. For that reason, I wanted to discuss naltrexone specifically as a modality of treatment for alcohol use disorder. So naltrexone is an FDA approved medication for both alcohol use disorder and opioid use disorder. It's specifically used for relapse prevention. I'm gonna focus mostly on alcohol use disorder today. The way by which it really works is it reduces cue-induced cravings for alcohol and for opioids, that is. What that really means is when someone sees or is triggered by a specific cue and that gives rise to the desire to consume alcohol or opioids, naltrexone will actually lower that response, that desire to consume the substance. It does this by blocking the opioid receptors, particularly the mu opioid receptor. And in a downstream pathway from that, it blocks the actual euphoria that is experienced when thinking about consuming the substance. So that little bit of euphoria that is produced with the anticipation of consuming the substance of alcohol, that part is reduced. So then it becomes easier to resist that temptation. Now, as I referenced, the mechanism of action is really by antagonizing the opioid receptors, particularly the mu opioid receptor, although it does block the kappa and delta opioid receptors as well. Um, But for that reason, this is a medication that cannot be used in people that are taking opioids for pain, for example, or if people are in the midst of an opioid use disorder and are actively consuming opioid medications, they cannot take the naltrexone without waiting for a few days for the current opioid to wash out of their system. Otherwise, they will undergo the withdrawal phenomenon from opioids. Um, This medication is metabolized by the liver, and for that reason, before starting the medication, liver function tests should be evaluated, and naltrexone should not be given if the liver function tests are more than five times the normal range. When we standardly check AST, ALT, we're thinking about 200 to 250. So if the AST to ALT is above, AST or ALT are above those numbers, we wait for them to 
come below that before we start with the naltrexone. Otherwise, there can be hepatocellular injury that occurs. Common adverse effects of naltrexone are namely gastrointestinal, so diarrhea and abdominal cramping. This is because naltrexone blocks the opioid receptors in the gastrointestinal tract, thereby increasing gastrointestinal motility. Other common adverse effects are headaches and dizziness and sometimes insomnia. More rarely, there is irritability, erectile dysfunction, skin rash, and a host of other adverse effects that can occur with most medications. The standard dose is 50 milligrams as a standing dose taken daily. I do recommend taking it with food. It does minimize some of the gastrointestinal symptoms if it's taken in the midst of a meal, so after at least a few bites of a meal. Um, sometimes... A small subset of people do gain benefit up to 100 milligrams rather than the 50 milligrams daily, although that's less than 10% of the population. 50 milligrams is the standard dose. There is also a small subset of people who cannot tolerate the full 50 milligram dose due to adverse effects, but get enough of a benefit with the 25 milligram dose, which is half of a tablet since naltrexone is only produced in a 50 milligram tablet to my knowledge. Because of those adverse effects, Initially, I most commonly pre uh, prescribe naltrexone as taking 12.5 milligrams, which would be one quarter of a tablet for days one, two, three, and four. So splitting the first tablet into four, taking a quarter of, those tab of that tablet for each of the first days. And then on day five and six, taking half of a tablet, so that's 25 milligrams. And then only on day seven, going up to a full 50 milligram dose. That actually eliminates the gastrointestinal effects in a majority of patients. And this is a really critical period of time because if they start with a full 50 milligram tablet and have adverse effects like diarrhea or this uh, you know really bad abdominal cramping, it's going to off-put people from continuing to take this medication and then they will not go back to taking this medication. So it's really critical to start in a slow manner and to slowly uh, titrate that up over the course of that week. Now, there is another uh, possibility for those that are stable on the medication, this 50 milligram dose for a month or more, they might actually elect to go for the injectable form, which is called Vivitrol. It's just a naltrexone IM formulation. It's 380 milligrams given every 28 to 30 days. This is mostly used for opioid use disorder. I believe it is only FDA approved for opioid use disorder um, and it's costly. So most people don't end up going for that method. Although in opioid use disorder, it may be the difference between, um, you know, staying in a status of remission or relapsing if they're not so good about taking their medications on a daily basis. There's another method of taking the medication which is called a Sinclair method. This is mostly employed for those that are stable on the naltrexone and are no longer in the midst of an alcohol use disorder. What the Sinclair method is, is a way of taking the medication on an as-needed basis. Essentially, when people have a better control over their alcohol use such that they're not drinking on a daily basis or even a regular basis, but they know that they have specific events coming up in the future where they have an association with drinking from the past. For example, an upcoming wedding 
or some other sort of party or festivity when they generally would be drinking. Sinclair method is one by which one to two hours prior to the event, they would take the naltrexone medication, 50 to 100 milligrams. And that actually is enough uh, time for the naltrexone to kick in and to reduce that craving for alcohol and specifically that cue-induced craving, right? So if the wedding itself is something that's associated with memories of drinking, then that desire to drink is actually going to be lower in those situations. I do want to be clear that naltrexone does not treat the withdrawal from alcohol. It's not going to do anything for the acute withdrawal state. Um, and I also want to be clear that naltrexone is, does not work for everybody. It is the medication that has the most power behind it. However, there are some other medications that are FDA approved for alcohol use disorder, specifically acamprosate and disulfiram. Acamprosate, which is also known as Camprol, is mostly used for those who cannot tolerate naltrexone due to severe adverse effects or their liver is too far gone, uh, such as in that in liver cirrhosis, or if their liver function tests are just too far above that limit, uh, the five times limit, then acamprosate is a medication that is solely or above about 90% metabolized by the kidneys. The downside with acamprosate is that it is it, it produces a lot of diarrhea. Um, so that's common about 30 to 50%, I believe. So very high levels of diarrhea. And it's taken three times a day. It's two tablets, 666 milligrams total uh, per, per time taken. And that's three times a day. So it's two grams per day, um, which is six tablets total. There's also another medication, disulfiram, which is better known as antabuse. I don't really use that medication very much. The data just doesn't bear out that it works. There's only specific reasons to take it, uh, which is if you have someone else that's part of the treatment team that can supervise the daily administration of that medication. Antabuse is basically a medication that makes the consumer sick with the first sip of alcohol. So they'll get headaches, flushing, uh, intense gastrointestinal pains within the first minutes of consuming alcohol. Uh, for those that have tried all of those medications, there are a few others that have some data behind them, including topiramate and baclofen, but I can get into that in another session. I also wanted to stress that this medication should be used in combination with peer recovery groups such as Alcoholics Anonymous or Smart Recovery or LifeRing or other such groups. Uh, this is not the only treatment. This is part of the pharmacotherapy, but it's really important to include a psychosocial uh, support therapy as well. So I think that's about it for now. And I will follow up with some other information about alcohol use disorder in the future. I'm definitely looking forward to those future podcasts, as I'm sure you all are as well. I hope everyone here has a great day.